and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here as always with G, the editor of thewrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. Football, football, football! It is back, it is back, but we've got a day or so left yet, and let's, uh, let, let's, let's just get through this one first, G. But I'm excited, and you know, you're flying by the seat of your pants, so I'm going to make this as difficult as possible. Who's got no notes? Yeah, that's it, this is, I am, I am going, uh, I am kind of... This is the first time I've done this without any notes, so uh, yeah, this might be an interesting podcast, but uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be uh, taking a look at some of the cuts and trades from uh, this weekend. Obviously, this weekend was the weekend where uh, the teams traditionally trimmed down to their 53-man rosters, Uh, and we're also going to start making our picks. Uh, We're we're entering the Pigskin Pick'em competition again this year, and we are, uh, yeah, we're just about to enter week one, so what better time to uh, make our our picks for uh, for, for this week? So uh, yeah, you excited, G? You, You certainly sound it. Yes, no, very, very much so. Um, preseason is always a fun taster, but let's face it, the week four games, when you start getting into players that you've never heard of, even if you've been following all yeah. season, I just about cope with the Bengals, but um, even though I've been following the Bucks and the Rams all through preseason, there were sort of like a few names I recognised, but it was a hard watch, whereas I didn't find much trouble with the first three weeks, and definitely ready to, for games with a full game plan and the starters yeah. all the way through. Well, it's, uh, it's, I think I suppose before we before we start looking at the uh, the cuts and trades, uh, I think first of all, we, uh, we it's worth mentioning the, uh, the, the, the situation in Houston, uh, and potentially now uh, Florida and the yeah, uh, in the south, uh, the south, the southeast. It's uh, it's not a good time to uh, to be in that area, is it? No, I mean, there's been a lot of coverage, and you can understand why from the NFL's point of view about JJ Watt's um, efforts in fundraising and trying to help. Um, they've already hit twenty seven million dollars in um, Watt's sort of fundraising campaign, and they were the the whole Texans teams. It wasn't just sort of JJ Watt and a couple of backups. The whole team were basically out the other day. Sort of, they had four. Um, separate depots loading lorries and sending out aid so definitely trying to all gather around in Houston and yeah batting down the hutches for a superstorm that is apparently breaking all records and has already um, caused a, its sort of first cancellation in the NFL with your, the Dolphins game being put back to week 11 which is going to mean a tough season for the Bucks and Dolphins yeah I'm refusing to uh, recognise that the season starts I think for another week it, it was a bit weird. So nothing starts to week two, and I'm used to um, my other half's mum saying that the football season doesn't start till September, and she refuses to acknowledge August football because it's too early. But um, yeah, I was a, a little bit confused because I'd heard that there was a possibility, or that they weren't going to play it in Miami. But I wasn't sure what was going to do when you text me. I refuse to believe anything starts till week two. Well, that's it. I think they should have still played it. Myself, I can't. I can't imagine that with with those wins. I don't think the uh, the, the air game would have been particularly good. But uh, I think we've got a better running game than them. Um, they look pretty good in preseason and I think there's a, the minor matter of a hurricane and you know storm yeah, forces no, I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> there's a public safety thing I know right. but it's frustrating isn't it anyway this weekend was the uh, traditionally the weekend that, uh, that all the teams cut down from the, uh, their 90 men uh, down to their 53 man roster this year there was more cuts than ever uh, because traditionally usually there's, there's there's a couple of cuts that go from from 90 down to 75 I think it is then the, and then down to, uh, to 53 uh, the following week or two after um yeah, this year there are have been more cuts than ever. Um, was there anyone that in particular kind of caught your eye, G? 
uh, there are a couple and I, I was kind of enjoying you using traditionally they go from 90 to 53 when that's that sort of absolutely what didn't happen traditionally they went from 75 to 53 but you got there in the yeah, end yeah. Uh, <laughs> the interesting one for me was uh, one that's got a lot of talk as much I think for the re-signing as the cup was obviously Brock Osweiler and his 16 plus million getting cut from the Browns that's maybe not so surprising as he got what they expected out of him which was that they made that trade as a salary dump for the Texans to get a uh, pick they still have the pick and they obviously at the stage of rebuild that they're in happy to pay the 16 million mm. and he meanwhile re-signs for the Broncos with Paxton Lynch throwing you know having his injury and then needing a backup um Osweiler goes back there and he left under a certain class it'll be interesting to see how he um sort of reassimilates into the locker room but the locker room's going to be in turmoil anyway because Mr Elway never afraid to make a bold decision cut TJ Ward um starting strong safety for that defense and that famed secondary uh and actually cut him at cut down day which was very surprising I think they tried to trade him and couldn't find a partner and so he ends up signing for the Bucks yeah one person I, uh, I felt particularly sorry for I think was uh, was a guy who obviously we've been watching hard knocks uh he was he started he's the kicker uh, who started the uh, the preseason campaign at Tampa Bay um, he was cut by Tampa Bay very publicly after week one picked up then by the uh, the Bears and he's been cut again yeah uh, to be honest I think he just needs to go away get um, his head clear and come back because yeah. I think he'll get picked up for a training camp next season but that will sort of be his final chance and he needs to you know work with sports psychologist or whatever and, and have a go where where he stands a cleaner chance in terms of not having the pressure of being a second round pick but the fact of the matter is that's going to follow him into into um, the next training camp or wherever he gets mm. and there's always a little hint of pickers getting picked up here there and everywhere but it's going to be a long way back for him but I'll be pulling for him just because we want more good players and you wouldn't wish that on anybody no you definitely wouldn't I mean I'll tell you, I'll tell you one for, for one thing we, we Dolphins got rid of both our, our kicker and our punter this, this week both of them. Both of them. Um, we ended up. Uh, yeah, we picked somebody. I can't remember who it is. We picked up. We picked somebody up, but we. Uh, yeah, we we dropped. Uh, we we cut both our, our kicker and our punter. Well, it's been a slightly strange um, year then for kickers all round because the um, Bengals uh, cut uh, their fifth round draft pick, Jake Elliott, and kept Randy Bullock. I just said that because I like the name. Um, <laughs> and then, believe it or not, Elliott is now on the practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is very unusual to carry two kickers, and all the, the the comments have been that no, this is not to apply pressure to Bullock, but obviously they have some faith in him, and it, they must have done because Simmons, who is the special teams coordinator, was saying that he thought that both kickers would be on an NFL roster come cut down day because he was sure that whoever won the whoever lost the battle whoever won would stay with the Bengals and whoever lost to get picked up by another team that didn't happen I don't know how much there's that to do with the, the, the multitude of missed kicks that happened against the Colts but yeah slightly strange time all round yeah I mean staying for personally with the uh, the Dolphins obviously the one that I'm going to look out for obviously more than than any others um, yeah Matt, Matt Dahl was, uh, was was initially cut and then we we, kept, we picked uh, Andrew Folks up uh, sorry we, we uh, put Andrew Folks through uh, through waivers uh, after after picking somebody uh, somebody else up um Lawrence Sequoia, I didn't even realise he was he was at the, uh, uh, the 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 Dolphins he's obviously obviously been uh, been training there the, uh, the the former GB Olympian uh, yeah he was cut from the Dolphins as well can't uh, can't get a break can he well it's a hard transition to make um, obviously fairly famously cut um, from the Cardinals in, in the midst of the all yeah. or, or nothing for, for, for parking, parking in the wrong, wrong place. place and um, 
Yeah, it's a tough sport to get into, and he doesn't have the background, so it's quite a late transition. But obviously, he's a physical specimen. I believe he was an Olympic discus thrower. Yes, he was. It's not the first Olympian that we've seen fail to transition into the sport, and and yeah, I, I don't know if there are any other interesting cuts. Well, if we move to some of the trades, because it's been a crazy off season for trades, particularly in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, well, go on then. Let's let's have a look at trades. What's uh, what what particularly caught your eye? Well, the one that particularly got caught my eye was um, the Jets trading Sheldon Richardson to the Seahawks as if they needed more players on defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, but it also seems to be a, be a good pick all round because they traded um, Jermaine Curse back to the to the Jets, mm. so the Curse pretty much do it automatically becomes the um, Jets' best receiver. But I mean, another player to add to that front seven, and and you would imagine that despite him being difficult and him being problematic in the Jets uh, locker room you would imagine going into the Seahawks there'll be a lot of players who's just like so what all Super Bowl winners all fierce personalities and and he'll have to I'm sure that they will have a managed having managed various other players in that locker room and the way Pete Carroll handles strong personalities Mm. I think that could prove very useful for the Seahawks. Certainly could. One that uh, that, that that caught my eye was uh, Jacoby Brissett. The uh, the was he was he third choice quarterback? Yeah, third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah third string quarterback. At, 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 um, for Patriots, uh, but did still win a game last season it, for them. He did. Yeah. Well, uh, well, while Tom Brady was was out, Garoppolo got uh, got injured, uh, and yeah, Jacoby Brissett. He, he, I think he played in the uh, in the third game against the Dolphins as well. But he's now gone to the uh, to the Colts, which is interesting, given that Andrew Luck is is. Well, he's certainly out for for week one. I think was is what they said. I think he could be out for a week while. No, nobody yeah. seems to know what's going on with there. I think as much as anything, it's a comment on um, Tolzine and his ability to be the backup. Yes, so yeah. He's, it's not like he's going to show up, you know, having been traded this late and just go in. But it's another one of those things where it, you know it possibly helps Colts out. Although I think they're going to suffer this year, but it gives another receiving option to the Patriots with obviously the injury to Julian Edelman and, and that torn ACL. I think it's ACL, it might be PCL, but definitely mm. knee, um, that's going to cause them problems as, as Brady loses one of his um, favourite targets. And uh, Philip Dorsett went the, uh, went the other way, didn't he? He went to the uh, to the yeah. Patriots in uh, in return. So, yeah, it's a, uh, that's, a, that's, that's potentially a, yeah, a good trade, certainly for, for the Colts. Uh, what, else, uh, what else caught your eye, G? I'm trying to think what else caught my eye. <laughs> there's, there's been a surprising amount of trades given that we don't normally get them. I mean... If, if going to my own team, the Bengals picked up Chris Sims from the Jaguars for a, a conditional pick, depending, I think, on how much playing time and stuff. But, you know, that's usually around the seventh round pick. And he's been electric. He seems to have got a knockdown or a sack in every preseason game. And, and, and it seems to have been one of those quiet deals that nobody's talking to. But, but watch this space because he is both going to play really well for the Bengals and going to make, I think, Jags fans wonder why he didn't do that for them and why he was traded. That's it. I'm really impressed with him, yeah. Uh, very much like a third down pass rush player, sort of like a package pass rushing player rather than an every down lineman, but he's really made an impact for the Bengals in preseason. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, I think one thing, I don't know whether you're doing the same thing as me, Joe, um, when it comes to the certainly when it comes to the uh, to the cuts, I'm uh, I'm deliberately not looking. I'm trying not to look, and this is difficult. And I probably shouldn't admit this as the uh, producer of an NFL podcast that should be informing people. I'm deliberately trying not to look um, who the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have cut because I want to see what happens on hard knocks. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I'm aware of one already because that sort of just fell by my radar. Not, but um, I've, I've not had to work too hard to avoid it because it's hard unless you're paying attention because it's just a string of names. And it is a curious time of year because everybody's sort of you know announcing and going through the names, and it's like this is an awful lot of players who may ne- may never get another chance. Yeah, this is sort of thirty seven odd people coming off the rosters that that just just had their hopes for the season dashed, and some of them will be picked up for practice squads, but a lot of them may never make make the league again, or may never have made it full stop. And so it, it's a funny time of year, and it's that always thing where we. We're watching players and we're commenting on players, and these are human beings with jobs and lives and girlfriends mm. and, and hopes, and, and it's a slightly funny one. And, and yeah, the cuts—it's always an uneasy drama. And we've commented before, before when coaches are getting fired and other things we see behind the scenes. You know, what you really want to see is things going well and people rising above challenges, and 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 there's sort of drama in failure. But there's a personal cost that you know we'd be wise to to remind ourselves of absolutely it's always it's, it's not nice to uh while it's while it makes good drama when you actually think about what's what's the the, the, the behind all of it it is it is a person and the, i mean uh, the, the good news is very often the sort of the high profile guys that we've been watching in the hard knocks seem to get picked up because they've been good coverage and i don't i don't know if you know players coaches have seen the way certain players are, are, are working hard and 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 so you know they feel like yeah he might not catch on there's there, more footage but, of know, them i suppose yeah it's more footage and there's behind the scenes stuff so you can see get a little bit of an insight to how they interact with coaches how they work on the field and and it maybe gives you more of a thing to line up with the extensive notes which teams take on all players so it's not uncommon for the, for the big players to get picked up but yeah it's just a funny time of year, isn't it? That's it. Let's see how they uh, how they all, all do uh, going into week one. Well, G has been busy over the summer. Well, not as busy as usual, I suppose, but uh, busy over the summer doing some uh, some blogging as well. Uh, all at uh, thewrongfootball.com. dot um, com. Over the past few weeks, he's been looking at the uh, the preseason games and certainly uh, looking at, uh, at at a few of the uh, the teams in, in particular. Am I right in thinking it was the Bengals, Buccaneers, Rams, and was there one other? No, no, they were the free ones. Those, I, I learned the hard way that you know, if I get greedy, that then things get get out of hand. Although you can, oh, the nice thing about picking those three teams or a three teams is that you do get bonus teams come in and out, so you do yeah. form some opinions about the other teams. But we should, I think, it's worth discussing this that whilst I have been paying attention to preseason as a fan there's only so much evaluating you can do because you're stuck with a tv copy and that limits what you can see both in terms of on the line but very mm. much in coverage as well so you know making grand pronouncements and how a secondary looking is really difficult when you can't see the all 22 and see how the line up and they're playing plus we know they're not game planning so yeah you, you do like your coaching tape don't you you it just it just means you can see stuff it's one of those things where what tends to jump out i've noticed over the years is pass rushers and running backs are two two sort of areas that really tend to stand out and you get to see certain tendencies so for instance uh, cooper cup was catching a lot of passes from jared goff before he picked up an injury and that looked to be like they were forming a nice little um combination and given the problems that goff had last year uh, you know that kind of relationship is important if he's going to progress enough to convince the team that you know there is a future with him under centre for them. Yeah. But what the other thing that I liked about Sean McVay is even though uh, work with the Rams is even though it's early and we're not game plan, you could even already see that that that, that the offense felt better designed, that he was scheming more players open and, and that there seemed to be more of a plan. The worry for them, I think, is that um, Todd Gurley still doesn't look that great. Mm. I mean, it is preseason, and obviously having Andrew Whitworth does mean that 
that Goff's got more time time because players aren't just rushing at him from his blind side. Of course. Yeah, the, the, the rushing, it, we'll know once week one comes around and, and once it seriously gets on. But I keep an eye on that. Certainly, I don't know if you're playing fantasy again, but I would not be rushing to pick him as one of my lead runners. I'm not this year. No, I haven't uh, haven't had a chance to, uh, to to go in for it. So uh, I'm having to, to I'm taking a, a sabbatical from uh, from fantasy <laughs> after after killing it last year. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I won't miss the, con- the weekly updates. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's all right. I can tell you who would have been in. It's fine. Um, it's, it's fine. Um, so, moving away from the Rams, obviously, we've been following the Buckers, Bucks through hard knocks. Um, I really like. Um, it was kind of hard to tell what was going on with their week three, and that was the other thing about um, sort of watching preseason that's often isn't picked up on is we know the starters don't always play much but they, they do also mix things up they'll try and get young players or players that they think are taking a step up to play with the nominal starters to see how they go against ones because mm. there's only so much that you can tell about a pass rusher if he's going against a second string or even third string lineman so you don't always know what the coaches are working on who's running with who who's had so many reps and so take it with a pinch of salt but you know it is still interesting and it, it does just you know, wet the appetite and get you ready for the season. Yeah. How about the uh, Bengals? What are you seeing for uh, for your team? I'm worried about the offensive line. We've discussed it before. I don't think they look as bad as people expect them to, but people aren't game planning that much. But there's been some moments for both of them, more so Ugbui on the left than Fisher on the right. But I'm quietly hopeful that Bengals will be better than a lot of people seem to think. I, I'm. It's hard to look past the Steelers for the division, but. I don't. The Bengals, I think, are going to surprise a few people. And what about the uh, the other teams that uh, that you've, you've seen bits of? Obviously, three uh, three people playing those guys. I'll tell you what, the Packers looked pretty impressive Packers always in look week impressive. four with their second string. So, <laughs> well, yes and no. You you worry about some of their depth in some of the positions, but I I thought I thought they you know looked pretty convincing. Um, Washington were okay considering mm. that they they lost their receivers. The timing wasn't as bad as you thought. I kind of like the Chiefs the defence looked very good I I, um, I have a lot of time for Andy Reid as a coach and I think they're going to call I think they're going to be better than people possibly think and I wasn't expecting that given the mix of moves that they've made I think we talked earlier on about the fact that they've made some sort of win now moves and then dropped um, other players and you know gave up players to go and get um, Mahomes a, a, a young quarterback yeah. that's a very much a developmental project but they looked better than I was expecting against the Bengals and so I think that's the the big takeaways I remember. Oh, and the Chargers. The Chargers, if they can master the injury bug, they could they could cause some problems. Mm, brilliant. Well, uh, for all that and more, for uh, in terms of G's wrap up of the uh, of the preseason, uh, go to thewrongfootball dot com. And again, apologies if you can hear my fridge and my cats. <laughs> right. Well, we better make some picks then, I suppose. Seeing as, uh, seeing as week one is coming up, apparently, although I'm not, I'm still uh, refusing to acknowledge it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a funny season. This one, we've got my dad joining against picking, uh, picking against us, and, uh, and it's, there's always still time uh, for any of you if you want to uh, to give us a uh, uh, to join us in our uh, in our ESPN Pickskin Pickem League. Um, the way we do this, uh, as always, is on there. Uh, ESPN.com. We go on to the uh, the, the uh, pigskin pick'em uh, and we pick against the spread. So, uh, for example, the uh, the first game we're going to look at is the Chiefs and the Patriots. Patriots have a minus eight and a half. So, if, uh, so basically, if you pick the Patriots, they've got to win by at least eight and, by eight and a half points. Um, yeah, first one. What do you think, Chiefs? Chiefs Patriots. I think the Patriots will win because the home team always always wins this opener. Will they win but by nine? 
I don't think they will. Andy Reid is really good coming off a bye. Okay, we're not coming off a bye, but we'll start the season. When he's got time to plan, he has got a really good record. I rate him highly. I think that the Patriots will win, but the Chiefs will keep it closer than nine points. I, I absolutely agree on that. I think the uh, the Chiefs for uh, for me in the pick. Um, Falcons-Bears. Um, that's uh, one of the, the, the first games on Sunday. Uh, seven and a half points given to the, to the Bears. Is that enough? That's a horror line, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. the worry about the Falcons is how they're going to bounce back from the Super Bowl loss, and I clearly have not watched enough of them in preseason, like any, so I, I don't know how I feel about them, other than that I think they will do much better than, than Carolina, and I think that they won't suffer too much because I'm really impressed with the way they've approached the offseason and, and the recovery from that Super Bowl. But we don't know how good they're, they're going to be. We don't know how good Chicago will be on the recovery. Um, ah, and we're at, we're at Chicago, which is interesting yes. as well. I want to say Falcons. I'm going to say Falcons and regret it. I, I think I'm going Falcons as well. But you, you're absolutely right. You don't know whether they're going to what what Falcons are going to going to come I out of. I hate that line, which is sort of yeah. you know what they're aiming for. They want you either side of the line. But yeah, yeah, of course they do. Not like that line at all. Um, Jets Bills uh, interdivision match in the AFC East. Bills are Bills are minus six and a half. What do you think? I think that the Jets are going to have real problems this season yep. from what they've been doing in the off-season. I think the Bills will win it, but the Bills are also having their own rebuild, and so I'm just not quite sure how good they'll be and how good Tyrell Taylor's going to be after just coming out of concussion protocol. I agree. I think both of these I'm teams are going to have... Bulls, bulls. Mm. I'm leaning Bills, <laughs> but that line does worry me. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to uh, struggle with this one because it's. I think this this is going to be a... Both of these teams, I think, are going to struggle this year. Yeah. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be misleading when you come out into into week three, for example, and they're yeah. at one and two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think I'm going Bills. I think I'm going to go Bills. Fair um, enough. Your game, two and a half points taken off you. Uh, you're against the Ravens. Ravens against the Bengals. The Ravens' defense, I think, is going to be really good this year. Yeah, I am kind of worried about Flacco. Back injuries are scary, and. It's just their offense has not looked great over recent years, and I, I kind of fancy the Bengals to this one more on hope than, than good judgment. I think it's going to be a tough game, but at home, half a point to the Ravens with the whole minus three home advantage. I think I'll take the Bengals, but it would not surprise me if the Ravens run as close. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I fancy the Ravens on this. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to pick Ravens. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Now, Cleveland Browns were, well, terrible last year. Um, they're given nine and a half points in this one. I think that's too many. Do you? I think that I like the Steelers, but we haven't seen them yet. We know the potential of that offense, but we also know the Steelers' habit of not always laying the stomp they should do when they're away from home against yeah. teams that they should beat. I think the Steelers will win, but I think the Cleveland Browns are going to cause problems, particularly in their own division. And I think I'm not prepared to go a double-digit win for the Steelers in the first week just yet. I could regret it, but I just I think the Browns are going to cause problems this year. I think I'm going Steelers. I think that, uh, that seems entirely reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's, I know it's, I know exactly what you're saying. Absolutely, completely see what you're saying. And a double-digit win in week one is a is is a big ask for for them, but I think they'll do it. Personally, fair enough. Um, Arizona Cardinals and Detroit Lions uh, minus two and a half for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think uh, Cardinals. 
I think I agree with you. I yeah. quite like. There's talk about the Cardinals' window, if it's not closed already, is closing rapidly. I have some faith, and they were talking quite a lot about how Carson Palmer's renewal towards the end of the season was to do with basically putting him on a, a throw count, like a baseball pitch count, and him getting his mental reps but not throwing the ball as much because he's, he, you know, he's very famously a, 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 a quarterback who likes to prepare and throw a lot of balls. Yeah. That helped rejuvenate his arm because, you know, he is getting older. And I just worry about the Lions. I like what Jim Bob Cooter has done with their offense, and I like how Matt Stafford has played in the last couple of years, but that defense worries me a lot, and I'm not sure it got much better than it was last season. And so I just have a sneaky feeling the Cardinals might edge it. Yeah, I, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go uh, Cardinals on that one. Uh, Raiders and Titans. Now it's just half a point in this one. Uh, half point to the, to the Titans. So Oakland Raiders against Tennessee Titans. This is a straight pick. Who's going to win? And I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> have a strong opinion, which is it is going to be a pain. The yeah. Titans. Um, everybody's picks to take a step up this year, and I can see why. Marcus Mariota's, you know, seems to be really developing. They've obviously, having fixed the offensive line last the last year, have been giving them lots of options to put in the pass game this year. Obviously, with the Raiders, they get. Um, I'm doing it again. David Carr or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. as appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's just gonna. I, I'm just clearly gonna do that forever. Derek Carr, you know, obviously back from his broken leg, but that defense, apart from Khalil Mack, you know, you worry about it a little bit. I lean Raiders, I guess, but it would not surprise me if Titans won. I think I'm going to pick the Titans on account of the fact that this is, for me, this is too close to call, and I'm going to go Titans purely on the fact that they're at home, I think. And getting half a point. Yeah. yeah. That, that might not... Uh, yeah, no. I can totally see that. I think I'm going to go with that. Now, the uh, obviously, the, book, the, next, the next game on the list is the Buccaneers and the Dolphins, and again, it would be another uh, who's going to win uh, game. However, as we uh, as we mentioned earlier, this game, because of uh, of the hurricane, uh, has been moved to uh, to week 11, where both teams have got to, or, or did have bye weeks. So that's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Just to uh, to quickly cover this one, that's going to be a tough one. If, if either of these teams make it to the playoffs for any, for, for for any length of time, that's they're they're at 16 yeah, games. It does- it does feel harsh. I mean, the problem is that it's so close to Sunday. I'm guessing they can't just find the venue that soon. But yeah, yeah. you've got two teams there. have got a real disadvantage because there's no bye week. You know, no. they, they miss the opening week and have to play 16 week strikes and then into the playoffs. So yeah, that's going to be. That, I think that's going to be really tough for both teams. And the Dolphins have got a trip to uh, to London as well. So oh blimey, yeah, blimey, Charlie was is that in week ten? Uh, no, that's week four. I think it is. The Colts last year did prove that it was possible to um, play in London and win the following week without a bye. So it could be okay possible. then. Yeah, could be okay. Yeah, that is going to be a tough year for the um, Dolphins. It certainly is. Um, right, NFC for this one then. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Washington Redskins. The Redskins have two and a half points taken from them. Ooh. Oh. And, and looking at the who's picked already, it's about 50 50. Is uh, it? The Eagles, yeah, the Eagles look to really overhaul their um, passing attack. Uh, so you've got Carson Wentz second year versus Washington who have overhauled their passing attitude but as well but it doesn't feel quite as voluntary um, I like Kirk Cousins I sort of like what Washington were doing but the ownership scares me hmm. I think I'm going to take I think I'm going to take Washington at home but I'm not going to feel good about it I don't that one I don't have a strong feel just yet yeah, I'm I'm going Eagles on this one, I think, but it, it, that's one that could change between now and Sunday. Yeah. 
Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Difficult this one being in being in Houston, obviously after the uh, after the storms and things like that. The, uh, the you've got you've got to think that the Texans are going to be bang up for it, don't you? Can't you? They they have four and a half points taken off off them for this. You wonder how much has been taken out of them with them sort of doing things round and about, but looking how the city and the team rallied each other um, in New Orleans after Katrina. Yeah, you you'd expect there to be a highly charged atmosphere. More well up for this. The, the Texans' defense is looks terrifying, and Jacksonville just looks primed to to not be running that yeah. great. All the questions about Bortles, yeah, I fancy the Texans in that one. Yeah, I'm going Texans. I think um, L.A. Rams are hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they're also given three and a half points on that. Uh, Colts got no Andrew Luck. Rams didn't look up to much last year. What, what do you think? I might live to regret this. Oh, go and, on. You already, and you already know what I'm going to say think, from that opening sentence, don't you? I think you? I do, yeah, go on. I've, I've seen nothing from the Colts with Tolzina's quarterback. You know, I'm not sure about them turning around the defence of it. They're going to miss Aaron Donald, and that could really, really hurt them. But three and a half points at home against against a, no, a, a non-starting quarterback quality um, quarterback this, you know, if nothing else the Rams have to be looking at this as a hell of an opportunity and I fancy them to cover do you know what so do I <laughs> uh, I know that's. I know this is a. Uh, I know that you're not going to believe me, and I've just taken a photo of my screen so you can see that I've picked, I've ticked it already. But uh, yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to go for the uh, the LA Rams as well on that one, and I think for exactly the same reasons as you say. Although I think they need to sort out the Aaron Donald thing very quickly. Yeah, just give him all the money. Give him the monies. Just give yeah, him all yeah. the monies. He's an incredible player. You, you you've given that ridiculous contract to um, the wide receiver who can't actually play as a receiver. You've, your gadget play man, whose just name has totally escaped for me. That's how good he is. No, give it to Aaron Donald. Give him the money. All the money. Um, Seattle Seahawks uh, are travelling to Green Bay to play the Packers. Uh, Packers get uh, two and a half points taken from them on this. Still think for me, uh, Packers. I think this might be my game for us to watch. Um, yeah, I, I agree. This this is going to be a good one. This looks like a cracking game to me. Um, I'm really unsure. Two and a half points is really mean because the Packers are really good at home, but the Seattle Seahawks are just really, really good. think I'm going to lean on the Packers just because they're at home but yeah. I don't feel good about it yeah I, I'm going to go with the Packers annoyingly this one's on Sky so we're not going to get it on the Game Pass for a day or so afterwards but uh, yeah but it's uh, I think it, I think this is one of the games that I'd picked out as being yeah you, you would want pick to that watch. game it looks great oh yeah absolutely um Panthers and the 49ers uh, five and a half points given to San Francisco uh, Carolina haven't had Cam Newton playing much I think he's thrown what two two downs or something I think he's thrown two throws in, in pre-season something yeah. like that what do you think? I think the 49ers are going to be better than last year I have faith that Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing I want to pick the 49ers, but I'm not brave enough. I think I Panthers am. worrying me. I think I'm going to... The fact that they've got five and a half points and they're at home and Panthers... I think, I think if going we to be... were just like a couple of weeks in and I'd seen how both these teams are going to play, which feels like a cheat, but there are some teams that you come out of yeah. pre-season with a real feel for. But with Cam Newton not having played and the extra options they're putting in the offense versus the San Francisco, who you know has had such a huge overhaul, I just don't think we know what's going on. It's, but... yeah. It's. It is. Then again, you're getting five and a half points. You, so the Panthers need to win by six. 
I might join you in 49ers. I might I'm have going 49ers. My, it feels like that might be too many. Hmm, possibly, but I, I think I'm. I think I'm going for 49ers. I think. I think okay. I am. Um, Late game on Sunday is the uh, the Giants and the Cowboys, New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys uh, taken uh, four and a half points off them. Uh, they haven't got Ezekiel Elliott for for six games, I think it is. Is that confirmed yet? Yes. There's been all kinds of yeah, it's been upheld. And it's been upheld, has it? Fine. Yes, it has. Um, so it's. I think for me, I yeah, for an, I'm going Giants on this one. Yeah, I am too. Actually, um, I, I, I'm. I, there's a pause whilst I look up the Ezekiel Elliott Elliott thing because I know the suspension was upheld, but he like challenged it and was. And I was wondering if it was going to be stuck in 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 courts and a bit like the Brady thing. Oh yeah. And whether it's going to go, but oh, apparently not. So but we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Either way, here's the thing. There's been some changes on the Cowboys line. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, there's a whole thing about what's going on there. But also, they lost so many players on defense. Mm. They lost so many players on yeah, defense. Yeah, they did. And I don't think that's being taken into account. Meanwhile, the Giants looked so strong last year on defense. They've brought more players in and more receivers for Eli Manning. And I just think four and a half points points getting it, even though they're on the road, I kind of fancy the Giants to cover that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Giants personally um, two games on Monday night then uh, last two then for us for this week uh, New Orleans Saints taking on the uh, Minnesota Vikings the Saints are given a three and a half point head start this is, another, this is another one of those where I think I, I want to pick this in two weeks time <laughs> have the Saints finally found a defence and they, it's not like they need a Seahawks quality defence all they need is like if they could get from bottom of the NFL to respectable that would be enough with Drew Brees at quarterback that said the Vikings defence looks scary they'll be hoping that their tackles look better mm. I like the Vikings. I think they're going to do well. I think it will help that Mike Zimmer won't be distracted by all the eye stuff that he was fighting last last year. Yeah. They have an offensive coordinator who's actually had a chance to install his system. Three and a half points worry me, but that stadium was such a home advantage and Drew Brees doesn't necessarily travel well, although he now is playing in a dome as well on the road in Minnesota. I'm leaning Vikings, but it worries me because of Drew Brees I think I think Vikings and I think my dad will probably do the same as me and, and pick his team every week so uh, <laughs> I've got a feeling we'll be, yeah I've got a feeling we'll be uh, he'll be he'll have gone for the Vikings as well uh, and then final game of the week then the uh, Chargers play their first game uh, well they, I say they play their first game in Los Angeles they don't at all they play their first game as the Los Angeles Chargers you could not be more wrong about that could you, you no could try, no but you yeah. would not succeed yeah they they play their, their first game as the Los, Los Angeles Chargers uh, and they're playing against the Denver Broncos uh, they're given three and a half points is that enough I think so yeah. I'm a little nervy about it because I'm me and that's apparently what I do. <laughs> the reason I'm nervy is that there's been turmoil um with the Broncos in terms of, of you know, the whole T J Ward thing and how the defence is gonna react to that. Yeah. And we don't know, quite know what's going on off uh, offence. You know, Trevor Simeon has won the quarterback competition again, but we'll have to see how the offense plays they need to do more for that defense than they did last year meanwhile the Chargers look good on paper they look good in the game I saw them but the proof will be in the pudding and it's a new new coach and we'll mm. just have to see how it goes I'm going for the Broncos but on myself on this one fair enough I think <laughs> I will probably join you but then we'll curse myself when the Chargers come back at them 
and then uh, yeah so um, so let's uh, let's see what happens this season last last season I uh, I won uh, by one point I believe it was uh, yeah so let's let's see if we can do it again and what happened the previous two seasons I can't I don't remember that far back <laughs> I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you very much for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, please uh, do remember to give us a like, a subscribe, and a review through whatever medium you procure your podcast. It really does help us to uh, get into as many ears as we possibly can. We'll be back next week with a roundup of the first week of uh, NFL football, uh, and we'll also be uh, be taking a look ahead to uh, to week two when the season really starts and the uh, the Dolphins get going. Um, in the meantime, check out thewrongfootball.com for more uh, from the mind of G. And remember, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can either drop us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdan. Uh, please as well, if you uh, if you want to join our Pigskin Pick'em competition, please just uh, give us a nudge and we'll uh, more than happily add you to the uh, to the league. Uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you again next week. Hooday! <laughs>